All right, halfway through on this uh, Monday morning, it's the Hot Talk Morning Show. Again with Dave Priest and Joe Katz. Dave has the week off. Uh, Stuart Axelrod filling in for a little while longer here on the Hot Talk Morning Show. Good to have Eric back in the uh, producer chair this week after getting some time off. And uh, as we move the conversation forward here, Axelrod, uh, a week or so ago, uh, Dave had brought on a guest uh, that had written a book out uh, from Asheville about the true meaning of Christmas, uh, how it originated, uh, stories of St. Nicholas, uh, and then brought up uh, how other cultures may celebrate and how it differentiates uh, from, uh, you know, jolly Kris Kringle uh, making his way uh, down the chimney uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, So immediately upon hearing this conversation and taking part in it, I thought of my friend Yael Asowski, who is uh, over in Austria this morning with us across the pond, Uh, a phone call that is thousands of miles in the making, and typically he has a great connection, which is why Yael and I, he's like the ghost of Christmas past here this morning. He would join me weekly when I was up in Wilmington uh, to talk uh, talk all things uh, you know, out in Europe uh, you know, and compare and contrast to situations that are going on here. A lot of newsy uh, type of uh, discussions that we used to have. So we'll get into that in just a little while, especially uh, given the recent news surrounding cryptocurrency and uh, the uh, fraud uh, Bankman Freed, I think his name is, uh, that uh, you know, had a billion dollars or multiple billions of dollars and just somehow disappeared. And he, he, Yael's tried to explain to me how crypto works. I still don't get it. So maybe you know a fifth time is a charm here this morning and he could lay that out uh, so uh, the everyday uh, Joe Schmo uh, can figure out uh, why people are investing money in a currency that you can't put your hands on. Yael, a big a cryptocurrency trader. So we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, let's introduce my friend Yael Osowski. He's with the Consumer Choice Center. The website is consumerchoicecenter.org. His website, they discuss all things related to consumer choice around the world. And he joins us again from across the pond. Yael, it's always a pleasure, my friend. And I hope you're having a great Christmas season with your two little girls now. Oh, yes, sir, we are. You know, when the adults are away, the kids will play. We've already uh, been doing a little bit of traditions. We've had the Advent uh, candles out every week and got our Christmas tree, and we're, we're about ready for the uh, for Christmas to come around. All right, and, uh, of course, a lot of the traditions and things that we enjoy here in the United States have come and originated from the area in which you live, Germany, Austria. A lot of the you know, things that have come to be in present time started way back when uh, in your neck of the woods. One thing that we have not embraced here is uh, the story of Krampus. And, of course, you and I have had the conversation about Krampus, and when that was brought up a, a couple of weeks ago uh, with the gentleman from Asheville, uh, I immediately thought of you and then remembered that you had posted a video of the Krampus celebration in the town square where you live in Austria. And uh, I'm not sure how many folks uh, uh, have watched WWF wrestling, especially during the 90s, and the entrance by a wrestler by the name of Kane, who was the Undertaker's brother. And it's like fire and brimstones. And Mm -hmm. that's what Krampus reminds me of, especially the celebration that he posted. I mean, it looked like, uh, you know, you were going to hell. It was uh, the after-school Satan program uh, that is so controversial here in the United States. Is am I along the the right path here, Yael? When I describe uh, you know, what Krampus might look like uh, from the outside looking in? Yeah, I like that. Uh, speaking of Kane, by the way, that's a Glenn Jacobs. He's currently a very successful mayor in Tennessee. Um, so somebody made the transition the transition from wrestling. Uh, so if you were to imagine the Krampus, the Campus, as we would say, it's essentially a very uh, it's a devil with horns. He's got hooves. He's got a tail. And he usually is, uh, if the children have been bad, 
He will stuff them into either a burlap sack or a basket made of straw. Uh, he tends to have chains to tie them up. And essentially, he is the, the evil as compared to the traditional St. Nicholas character. So they are usually found together uh, to sort of bring you the duality of good and evil. And in uh, on December 5th, this is sort of the Campus Day, at least in Austria and different parts of Germany, you'll have uh, you know hundreds of young men, usually, <laughs> who will wear these huge costumes. You can just Google Campus and see it. Uh, they have whips, they have chains, uh, they make screaming noises, and the entire point is to uh, celebrate the festival of Christmas. I think that's something we should bring back to America. This is Axelrod speaking. Chains and whips. That sounds like uh, a little bit of deviousness going on there in Austria. Is it that cold that you got to run around and be screaming and wearing all kinds of things like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could say, you could say that. You know, it's like nor'easter times eighty-five. Uh, definitely got a lot of uh, a lot of the cold, and much of this really originated in the mountains. And uh, actually, my wife made a rule. Uh, we apparently are not allowed to celebrate this for our two girls until they're at least 18. So there will be no whips and chains, at least on December 5th. But uh, every other day of the year is fine. But, but let me ask this. Do your neighbors go out with whips and chains? Like if I was in Austria visiting you, is everybody running around with like, do they wear just underwear? I heard they wear like just underwear and run around with whips and chains. With a devil uh, these guys, guys no. These guys will wear the suit. But, um, yeah, it doesn't really happen in the center of Austria and in Vienna. So we, you have a lot of that more out in the mountain towns and stuff. In the city, people are a bit too buttoned down for that kind of behavior. I was going to say, uh, I w if you introduce this uh, yet to uh, you know, your little ones, not the, the, the youngest, uh, but uh, you know, your eldest daughter, I mean, don't you think that that would just uh, completely freak uh, the you-know-what out of her? If, in fact, uh, you put on your Krampus mask and began dancing around and yelling in weird sounds in the living room on December 5th, do you think that would uh, deter her from celebrating and getting into the Christmas spirit? <laughs> I think absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, what's so funny about Campus is like, you know, a lot of this originates to the pagan origins. So a lot of things related to our modern traditions of Christmas come from paganism. And it, it was a sort of devilish character that existed in this paganism. And, you know, everything has been adopted over time, over years and years. Uh, but we still have this little devil character. And usually you can buy the little uh, devil chocolates, the campus chocolates around town. It's something that the kids enjoy, uh, but they much prefer the St. Nicholas who comes to the door rather than the campus. Yeah, all right. Uh, a chocolate here and there and a stocking. All right, that's one thing. You know, going a full garb, uh, dressed uh, like the devil himself, uh, Satan with the horns and yelling around, uh, whipping around uh, chains. Might be out on the, you know, introducing that to the five or six-year-old, but uh, it was a thing at one time. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the best is they put you in a burlap sack. Forget the naughty list. You know, we're just going to throw you right in the sack and behind bars. And, you know, good luck, kid. Uh, you're not listening to mommy or daddy. You're not cleaning up after yourself. Or you're not doing good in school. Well, he'll just take you away, never to be seen again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how long is this tradition? How many, how many thousands of years has this been going on in Austria? Well, I couldn't tell you exactly when it started, but we do have, you know, a lot of writings from at least 6th or 7th century um, of the Common Era. So that's six or 700, <laughs> essentially. All right. The more you know, the story of Krampus, if you'd like to introduce a new tradition into your household uh, here. But as Yael put the disclaimer out, uh, you know, maybe for only kids above 18 years old, uh, I would not want to scare my child away so soon uh, before you know, presenting them 
Well, the reality of uh, the holiday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. In in Austria, do you guys put candles on your Christmas trees, or do you just use like electricity these days? <laughs> Uh, that actually is a great point, but the tradition actually is using candles. So at my in-laws' house, they do have the candles set up in the tree. It's been like that for many years, not just in an electricity crisis. So good to know that we we have, have had that tradition. And candles are a big thing here. So we have the uh, we'll have the wreath. We'll have the Advent wreath with the four candles for every week of Advent. Huge Catholic country. So one new candle every week up until Christmas. Uh, but yeah, they do have the candles on the trees, and it's not just uh, not just because of the uh, energy situation, I'll tell you that. With the local fire department and a fire extinguisher you know, right on site, ready to roll. <laughs> yeah, it's not a nan- they're not a nanny state. We're pretty good here. We don't have to uh, you know, call them the fire department too often. Unless you decide to uh, you know, uh, fry a chicken or a turkey or a ham for Christmas and Indeed. do it frozen. Or if you have a cat that knocks the candle in the tree. Oh, my God. You have a fire. <laughs> oh, this is a great conversation with Yael here this morning. Look at all the traditions. We're bringing you full circle here, the true tradition of the Christmas spirit. No, I want to move on real quick because we only got short time here with Yael. We're moving along. I didn't expect the Krampus conversation to suck all the wind out of uh, you know, our segment here because I wanted to get into the crypto discussion because it's made a lot of news as of late, and Yael knows uh, that I'm a little naive and uh, you know, I, hard to add two and two together sometimes. Uh, just a kid from Jersey who grew up more on the street smart side of things rather than the academic side. Uh, of life. Yael is Mr. Academic, which is why he's going to lecture us here this morning on cryptocurrency and why I should be investing. All in the while, you got some uh, you know, a fraudster that was and is in jail behind bars in the Bahamas, I guess, getting his vegan meals, apparently, mm-hmm. by the request of his family. Yael, lay out the, the landscape here, this crypto world that we live in and why you know, I should not be uh, talking ill of it and criticizing you know, the way in which you trade day to day. So we know that Mr. Joe Catanacci is a big-time radio star, and he's got a big, fat bank account, right? Yes, he so does. He to, oh, he, he does. does. He has a big card, too. <laughs> so he, he goes down to the local bank, and he wants to withdraw his $150,000. But the bank turns around and said, oh, you know, Mr. Catanacci, we don't have this right now. It's going to take us a couple of days, and we can get you the cash. This is what happens with banks. Banks are fractional reserve. All of the money that the banks lend out or that they take in those deposits, they essentially have way more that they've lent out to people than they actually have in their vaults or in their system. And that's essentially why the world of cryptocurrency is different. It is not fractional reserve. And while you might go and try to get your money and then the bank will lose it and you have this guarantee by the government, what's different about something like Bitcoin is that it exists on the network. You have your private key. And you can own it forever. You don't have to rely on a bank. You don't have to deposit it with Uncle Jim, with you know the First Nations Bank or whatever. You own it. You can upload it on all of your devices as long as you have your private key. But that's essential. Trying to make it as simple as possible. So what happened with SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried, is he had an exchange. Uh, Joe Catanacci would wire his $150,000, his smackaroos, from his radio hosting career. He put it with this platform called FTX. SBF, this fellow, what he did is he marked 150000 on his hedge fund and in the exchange. And then he went to the casino and he played with it. And he mostly lost it all. So at the same time, he had doubled up what people had deposited. 
and lost it all gambling and all kinds of crypto schemes. So essentially, he was running a fractional reserve bank, but he just lost the money rather than didn't have it on hand. And that's why it was fraud. It was self-dealing. Uh, this hedge fund that he also owned essentially had the only bank account, and he was just putting numbers on two sets of books. And the crypto thing really has nothing to do with it. It's more just the, the pure criminal nature of using your customer money so that he can go play games. So it's unfortunate that it happened with a cryptocurrency exchange. But let me tell you, the fraud happened with the fiat dollars, the normal U.S. dollars deposited in the bank. And that is very different from the world of cryptocurrency, where I cannot take the private keys. I cannot take the Bitcoin from Joe Catanacci as long as he has his private key. And that's not to say, of course, you know, hundreds of millions and billions and trillions of dollars laundered and wasted and uh, you know, folks are defrauded out of real U.S. dollars and any other currency on a daily basis as well. And uh, you know, folks uh, are very aware of uh, some of the well-known stories uh, surrounding that, uh, the you know, uh, Bernie Madoffs of the world uh, uh, as such. Uh, but going back just quickly, you know, so the crypto, you, you have the coin. Can you purchase you know, items with this, like go to Amazon? And uh, you know, how is it utilized when you talk about trading currency? Are you able to cash it in and then actually buy something with it? Or is it just kind of an imaginary object on a computer screen? So what it is, is a savings technology. What the Bitcoin protocol is, is it allows you to transfer value over time and space at a very low cost. So if I have my two gold bars, hey, they're great for trying to beat inflation and maybe having a store of value in the future, but it's very hard if I want to send a bar of gold to Joe Catanacci, who might be living in Myrtle Beach. But if I have Bitcoin, I go up on my wallet, I find your address, and I send it to you and you receive it within about a minute. So that's essentially what Bitcoin allows you to do. Now, where you can spend it, look, you can spend it all types of places online. I use it for hosting my servers, websites. I use it here in town to go to my barber. Uh, he has family who is in Iran and some other countries in the Middle East, and they need to have this mobile currency. So essentially, it's a, it's a digital native currency of the internet. So it's a way that you're able to save. It's a protocol for saving and for sending money across time and space. And it really allows you to do that in a decentralized fashion. There are essentially 20,000 computers running this code, verifying all the transactions at once. It really allows you to have this decentralized money that is not at the whim of the Federal Reserve, of money printers, or of government. So it's a separation of the state and of money, which we really have not had since the gold standard. Yeah, yeah. Before we let you go, you know, for folks who are even more confused uh, than I, I was getting into this conversation as I am now, after you explained it all as best as you could, where can we go read uh, more information to comprehend, uh, you know, the lay of the land in a very simplematic one-on-one sort of way? Well, Joe, I've got a great article for you. I just wrote uh, was published on Friday in the Boston Herald. After the FTX fraud, be bullish on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And I'll explain everything about what happened and also the utility and why you can use it. Again, it's a decentralized digital currency, a savings technology. 
there is a revolution here. Things are in good working order. Um, it does not. It's not going to be sunk by one fraudster who happened to be in the Bahamas. I promise you, it's much more powerful than that. It's a, a greater idea than that. And I think for many of your listeners, even those who aren't totally into technology, you know somebody in your life who knows about this, and they can always help you out. So that's over there in the Boston Herald, and uh, you can go to consumerchoicecenter.org, and I've got all the articles and plenty of other issues. Uh, hopefully we can we can stand for the average uh, citizens and residents there in South Carolina. Yael, thanks so much. Uh, you do uh, clear the air on very complicated topics, uh, and you break it down well as good, if not better, than anyone else, which is why anytime I get a chance, uh, you, know, you are invited to the show. Uh, the door is always open, my friend. Hey, have a Merry Christmas, and uh, thanks again, and uh, well wishes to the family, all right? Thank you very much. Merry Christmas to y'all and to all the listeners. Thank you. All right, it's 823 here on the Hot Talk Morning Show with Dave Priest and Joe Katz. Axelrod filling us in, filling in for Dave here this week, at least portions of the week, uh, here on the Hot Talk Morning Show. Again, you can find uh, Yael's work at ConsumerChoiceCenter.org. And if you want to know more about the crypto world uh, and uh, that complicated uh, subject, given the news headlines over the last couple of weeks, he's got an article in the Boston Herald, uh, along with their website at ConsumerChoiceCenter.org.